Welcome to Connect to Joy. Your host, Carol DeShane, is an intuitive spiritual guide for practical matters and Marconic multidimensional energy practitioner. Her quest is to help you realize new possibilities, discover and release what holds you back, and enable you to manifest an inspired life filled with joy. Join us on this journey of transformation. Now, here's your host, Carol DeShane. Hello, beautiful spirits. Welcome to the show. Have you ever been around someone and no matter what you said, it had to be their way? Whether it's something someone told you to do, like your boss or your parent or even your spouse, or it's somewhere you want to go, did you feel like you caved in? Or maybe you were the one insisting it to be done your way and the other person felt walked all over. If people don't agree on a way to do something or a place to go to, compromise can be a beautiful thing. But sometimes it feels like no one wins. To create a compromise where everyone feels good about the outcome should really be our goal. After all, isn't it better when everyone's happy? That way we all end up in a good mood and don't feel put upon. But how can we accomplish this? Is there some big dark secret? Today we're going to look at a number of things. When compromise might feel like a good idea, and when maybe it doesn't look like it would be a good idea. How do we even start on the path to compromise? 15 ways to make compromise work for everyone, some for ideas and some for places and where you're going to go. And then we'll just, of course, wrap the whole thing up. Let's start with when compromise might be a good idea. The obvious thing is when you're discussing something with someone and you start arguing. Look at what the subject is and if a compromise of some sort might be possible. If you're discussing where to go on a date, a vacation, or even shopping, compromise might be a great idea if people don't agree on where to go. You might be able to compromise with your children. <laughs> I remember playing the violin in elementary school when I was well, I was pretty young. I was, well, to be honest, awful. <laughs> My sister even did her homework in the car so she didn't have to listen to me. So I must have been pretty darn bad. My mother made me practice an hour before I could go outside to play. But the problem was that by the time I stopped practicing after school, it was dark outside, so I couldn't go out at all. I asked her to compromise where I'd go out to play for an hour, eat dinner, and then practice. She absolutely refused to compromise, even though I told her if I didn't stand up to my end of the bargain, I'd go back to her way. Well, needless to say, I stopped playing the violin. Much, I must say, probably to my sister's relief. Compromise would have worked perfectly in that case, or at least... Well, I like to think it would. Compromise can work great with spouses and friends. People don't always expect that to be an option. So if you mention it in a certain way, compromise can really work well, leaving everyone in a good frame of mind and, and no one feeling unlistened to. When might compromise not be such a good idea to try, you might ask. If you're arguing or discussing a belief system, it kind of really depends on how ingrained the idea or belief is if compromise will even be considered to work. How long have they held it? And are they open to discussion about whatever they believe in? How open-minded are they? Compromise, well, it won't generally work with a closed-minded person as they can't see anything beyond where they stand. Their stand is the only stand as far as they're concerned. If the discussion is incredibly emotional, coming to a compromise might not be possible until someone or both calm down, if that ever happens. A stubborn person might also be someone compromise won't work with. 
but at least you can try with these people. It kind of depends on how stubborn they are. If it's really all in their mind, logic might help you come to a compromise. But if it's more in their emotional makeup, you might connect emotionally and find a way to compromise. But generally, a stubborn person is harder to get to agree with you or come to a compromise. Someone who has a lot of pride can also be difficult to compromise with. If they feel you're stepping on them in some way, they may never come to a compromise with you. If you put the two together, it's stubborn pride, and that's probably the hardest of all to work with. You may try to compromise on something with your boss. But depending on your boss and the subject, this may be a really bad idea. Tread carefully with these people. They are your boss, after all, and they could fire you. If you feel like you're in a no-win situation, compromise may not be possible or work very well. But it doesn't mean you can't try it. With friends or even spouses, if you can discuss things openly, it might just be that you agree to disagree, but you keep it civil. And that's the best type of non-compromise. How can you start down the path to finding a compromise? Well, the first thing to do is to sort of step back, become a third party and look on what's happening. If you're in the middle of an argument, you aren't feeling really happy about what's going on. If you feel bulldozed and you aren't being listened to, this could be a little hard to do, but give it a shot. Stepping back and seeing things for where they're at is really helpful. So you can identify exactly what you're fighting or arguing about. You might not even be aware of what's happening. (laughs) You might be stuck on the little things and the overall view of what you're actually fighting about or arguing about or even discussing may not be as obvious as you think. Ask yourself if you have to win at all costs or if you'd be okay if you come to some sort of agreement in whatever issue you're facing. Do you have a grudge against the other person or an aversion to what they're talking about? Maybe it's somebody you never get along with. And whatever they say just kind of pushes your buttons. So no matter what they say, you're not going to be willing to agree. You just never know with human beings who it is that you're going to get along with sometimes. And sometimes how much of what you're dealing with is a belief structure that might be ingrained and really hard to shift. Well, because of that, a compromise might be really hard to reach. Now, all of that can take just a couple of moments. So don't feel like you have to think about this for hours. But on the other hand, if you walk away from someone and keep thinking about it, you can definitely go deeply into how you can compromise and reach a mutual agreement. Now, I want to go right into these 15 ways that you can come to a compromise. Some are for specific situations and some are just general. First, really show appreciation for the other person's ideas and what they believe, whatever they may believe or whatever you may believe. If you show the other person you aren't close-minded, they're so much more likely to open up and talk to you about what they want and why. The second thing you can do is take the long view. And what I mean by that is if you compromise on something now, is it something you're okay with or does it set a precedence that you don't want to live with? Look at how much it'll impact your future and that relationship. If it's something small, it may not matter. Let the other person have their way as the compromise may not be important enough to even discuss. But on the other hand, it may be huge, at least to you. So take it in the long view and give it some thought. Next, let go of your need to be right. Oh, I hear people going, no, please, I can't do that. Most of us humans prefer to be right all the time, right? When you raise your hand at school, you don't want to raise your hand and be wrong. It's human to want to be right. 
We don't want to be wrong in our beliefs or, or our actions. And it's definitely harder to compromise if you think that makes you look wrong. So set aside your need to be right. Take a look at your choice, their choice, and the collective choice. What you want or what the other person wants may need to be secondary to what the collective decision would be. Now, for example, if you have a family, the collective vacation decision may be totally different than if you go with just the two of you. First, you have two choices, just the two of you vacation or the whole family vacation. And then the decision is who wants what? Where are you actually going to go? You can have everyone come up with ideas in that case and then take a family vote. True, the adults might have to get rid of the ones that aren't affordable or just won't work for some reason, but you can still have a family compromise that everyone can enjoy. And you can do the same thing with friends, of course. The next thing is you can let go of any negative expectations. If we go into any sort of situation and expect people to be difficult or things not to work out, that law of attraction is really not very handy because it will probably do just that. I realize some people do seem really difficult to get along with or impossible to compromise with due to, you know, your past interaction with them. It doesn't mean that every time you hang out with them, that'll prove correct, though. So let go of your emotions so you can come into the situation in a cleaner, clearer kind of way. And the next one is rather than just argue or hold your stance, maybe explain why you feel a certain way. People can't read your mind, so give them the opportunity to get to know you better. That alone may sway them in your direction. If the other person doesn't listen, don't push over them and trying to get them to understand. If it seems like a lost cause, forget it. You can tell from their response if they'll be open to compromise or if they only reiterate, usually with more force, what they want and why. So don't let them bulldoze you. Step back. Don't let them run over you. Now, number seven is don't go into a situation or discussion thinking it's my way or the highway, unless you really, really mean it. That won't help anything at all. And anyone you encounter when you have that attitude will be ready to fight you on it if they don't agree. And sometimes the weird thing is that even if they do agree, they might fight you on it if you have a difficult attitude. The next one is to take the risk and be honest about what you want and then flat out ask the other person what they want. Some people say, oh, whatever you want. I've had a couple of people like that in my life. They're kind of annoying. I don't know if you feel that way. I'm just sort of being honest here. You might have to wheedle and cajole them, especially if they're shy or quiet or just used to being yelled at for having an opinion. So have patience with these type of people and keep asking them. Keep trying to draw them out. So what do you want? What is it? Where do you want to go? What do you think about this? What kind of decision are you trying to make with them? Tell them it's our decision, not mine. So I need your input. It'll be really worth it if you want to improve your relationship. Next, if you're torn in two or more different directions about places you want to go to for vacation or even on a date, try this one. So get all the options on the table. Have each person rate on a scale of 1 to 10 once you have all the options how much they want to go there or do something. If someone says zero, the activity or the location should be off the table unless a compromise is made that this time we go do something that you want to do and next time I get to do something that you have no interest in. Now, this doesn't work for things people are afraid of, like skydiving if they are, 
or deep sea fishing and they have an aversion to water. So just something they have zero interest in rather than they fear it or they, they'd they rather die than do it. That's not fair. Now try to find things that are over like a scale of one to 10, a seven, so that everyone involved is happy no matter what the decision is. You may not be able to do it quite this way. You may find that one person has that 10 and the other one has a zero or two or three. And so that means you have to do an additional research if someone has that low of an interest in it. What I mean by that is, what if someone wanted to go to an all-inclusive resort because they love scuba diving or snorkeling and that's what they advertise, but the other person's afraid of water and really doesn't do that sort of thing? Now, if you do some research, you may find the all-inclusive resort has a spa, it has games that are scheduled or tours of the area, and those can be really cool to the person who has zero interest in the water sports. And really, honestly, the spa alone could change some people's minds, like mine, especially if they have lots of massages. So doing research can really help with this sort of compromise. The next one's a little different. This has to do with discussing something with your boss. You need to know exactly what you want and why in order to be able to compromise so you know where you're headed in the first place. If you want to work remotely, have all the reasons why it will work better lined up for you, for the firm, the company, whatever it is. If you want to raise, tell your boss why you think you deserve one. You get the idea. Know why and then listen to what your boss has to say. Ask questions if the response is kind of a negative thing, but try not to use the word why. Anytime that you're having a conversation and you want somebody to come to your side, don't use the word why they feel that way. You can say, what makes you feel like that? Or what makes you think that that's the case? For some reason, why puts people on the defensive And a defensive boss is not a very cooperative one. And that includes anybody you're talking to. You could also say, what would it take for me to be able to work from home or get that increase on that promotion? Is there anything I can do? Maybe they have a reason why. Maybe they have a budget you didn't know about. They've raised didn't kind of fit in there. Compromise with the boss can be tricky. So don't let your emotions play into this too much. Unless it feels right and the emotion seems appropriate but only you know that. The next one is to be flexible when you work out a compromise with someone. Whether it's work-related or with your children or your significant other, make sure it feels right to you, but allow the compromise to be fluid. Someone may come up with a condition for the compromise that's totally fine with you, but you hadn't thought of it yourself. And if that condition means the world to the other person, it's definitely worth listening and being flexible for. And of course, connect to your higher self to that source, and then visualize everything working out in divine order. If you know you want a specific outcome when you're facing a discussion or a situation, visualize it going exactly the way you want it to. And then say, as I always say, this or something better. And stay open and stay connected when you approach that discussion or situation. So if new possibilities occur to you, you actually hear them. I've had a time when I thought I was going to have an issue and maybe I was going to offend somebody and I thought, how can I put this? So I kept going over it and over it in my mind. How am I going to say this? And I went, okay, help me out here. And then when it came time to ask them what I wanted to ask them so I would get more information and they wouldn't put my foot in my mouth, I found that something else just flowed out of my mouth. It was really no problem. And it was taken in a great way and we had a discussion and I was going, wow, I never would have thought to actually ask them the question I wanted to ask them. 
about their personal life by going in the direction I did. It totally was not something I meant to do. So visualize working out wonderfully in divine order, but then let whatever's going to happen, happen without freaking out about it, if you know what I mean. Now, next, no matter what you try, just make sure that you listen. Shut your brain up of all those worries and fears of the concerns and all the excuses that may come up. All that stuff that when you stop listening to someone, you start doing things like, oh, I have to call this person. Oh, I have to send that text back or, oh, I have to buy, go to the grocery store. I need to think. Stop. Really give your attention to that person and listen to what the other person is saying. If you listen, you might hear all sorts of reasons why you might agree with them, even if it seems uncomfortable, or at least you'll get an idea of how you can compromise by what they're saying is important to them. And then the last one here is use your curiosity. Once you start listening, figure out why they believe what they do or have the opinion they do. Ask them questions without judgment. You hear that? Without judgment. That way you can understand the other person better by asking those questions. And that usually makes compromise so much easier. Now, those are 15 different ways you can think of or use for specific instances to help you reach a compromise with someone. And remember, the first few I mentioned about preparing to compromise, step back first and then identify what you're arguing about. Ask yourself if you need to win at all costs. Do you have a grudge against the other person? Or are you dealing with a belief structure? Any of those things will make compromise a little harder to come by, but at least you know what you're dealing with and that alone can help. Do make sure you ask the other person how they feel once you come up with a compromise. If you both feel great, then you're both winners. Today, we've covered quite a bit on finding compromise and doing it the right way. So everyone feels like a winner. We looked at when compromise might feel like it's a good idea and the opposite when it might not work. How to even start on the path to compromise and 15 ways to make compromise work for everyone and what you can think or do to get from here to there. If you want to be able to make compromises that feel good for everyone, make sure you start with yourself. Let go of your negative or emotional attitude, your stubborn nature or your impatience, and be honest with yourself and what you really want. And really listen to people and find out what they're thinking and why they want certain things. Try to do it without judgment, no matter if you think they're an idiot, they have a right to their opinion. And if you find you truly can't compromise, then allow them their opinion and agree to disagree. If you truly want everyone to come away feeling like a winner in the outcome of the compromise, being true to yourself and listening and asking questions of the other person, those are really the keys. Staying connected to source and speaking your truth, as always, will lead your life in the direction that you want it to go. Thank you for joining me here today. If you'd like to know more about intuitive, spiritual, or life or business coaching with me or Marconic's multidimensional energy, please check out my website at connecttojoy.com and follow me on Instagram also at connecttojoy. That's connect, the number two, joy. And subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is under my name, Carol DeShane. Until next week, be courageous and reach higher. Just take a breath and take a moment when you need it. Take one step at a time on your journey. Get the help you need and then get out there and find your joy because you so deserve it. Thank you for listening to Connect to Joy. If you love the show, 
Make sure you rate, review, and share this podcast. And subscribe so you never miss an episode. Contact the host, Carol DeShane, with questions and comments, ideas for future episodes, or if you would like to become a guest. And remember, transformation is a journey and not an end destination. So be kind to yourself, because you are already enough to have the joyful, limitless life that you desire.